Hour number two, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chant TV. Our thanks to Link Jarrett, new head coach, Florida State Baseball. Joined us last hour for a good 25 minutes, so if you missed that interview, you're going to want to go back and find it. Of course, you can find it on War Chant TV. Go to the YouTube. Go to the YouTube, kids. Yeah, you can find it on this particular video, so if you find today's show, the DVR function is a beautiful thing. You can even do that when you're watching live, folks. I don't know if you know that, but like with YouTube, you just a little... You have a passion for the DVR function. I'll tell you what, I've never met anybody who champions the DVR function more than you, and I don't mean that as a uh, derogatory remark. I'm just, you love your ass some yes, DVR I do. function on the YouTube. Well, not just on the YouTube, but in general. So, for example, if you want to watch a hockey game, right, yeah. and intermissions take time, dude. They do. They, they take suck. time. yeah. And so do TV breaks and all that. You, if you start a hockey game about 45 minutes behind, I'll do this for the playoffs, right. but for the regular season, about 45 minutes behind, you'll never watch a commercial break the entire time. It's you glorious. just created 45 minutes more for you to do whatever the hell you want. Yes. I love that efficiency. Um, no, I just I think it's great. I like that uh, if, if they had if they needed a spokesman, I'd nominate Tom Lang. I'd be like, listen, my man Tom Lang thinks your DVR function is to beat the band. Let him talk about you. I'm going to tell you right now, people will just be signing up left and right. <laughs> By the way, on Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. The point would be, go find the interview if you missed it. It was a good one. Our thanks to Link. I enjoyed speaking with him. I look forward to seeing the staff get put together and the product on the field. And uh, hopefully, uh, the, the demanding of some uh, significant changes uh, regarding Hauser and the uptick in uh, presentation, as well as... Obviously, some of the stuff that needs to happen in the innards. Um, so it's 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 important. Um, Kayvon, I too have Metronet. So does Tom, I think. Or did you switch over? No, I'd switch before you did. Yeah, well, I thought you switched <laughs> over and then didn't. I thought you went somewhere else. I couldn't remember. This is not a spokesman situation, Kayvon, but uh, off the record, whoops ass. Yeah, they do a great job. And I, and you know what I did? I went crazy. I bought all those Eros. I got them all over the house. Oh, nice. I got like 20 of them. You can't you can't go through the Cameron household without being connected to mm-hmm. Wi-Fi. It's almost annoying. They're fighting for your Wi-Fi. It's all here. This this the hallway Eero it wants you. The kitchen Eero wants you. The living room Eero wants you. The kids' bedrooms Eros wants you. The the the, the master bedroom Eero wants you. I got one. On the, yeah, no, it's crazy. There's more life in terms of signal in your it, home. Yeah, no, it's out like of control. A rabbit pen. Yeah. No, it's nuts. I, I crack up laughing. I'm always like, oh, look at that. My phone just switched over to the hallway Eero. And now we're in the bathroom, Eero. Look at all these Eros. Those are those little gadgets, guys. That the uh, Wi-Fi yeah, range what, extenders. That is correct. Yeah. You can get Amazon makes them, buddy. I think that's, that's who makes them. I, now I'm a shell. Look at me. But you can get them. You don't have to order them off that. You can, you can get them locally. Right. You have a, that's what uh, Director Matthew just said. Is Major Tom has his own you know device he does. now. Yeah. Actually, Major Tom. Uh, for those that don't know, that is our. Uh, bearded dragon that we have at the house. Uh, there is an Eero right next to his thing. Yes, oh, uh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's not good for him. Brain cancer. That's, uh, here we go. Uh, he's, a, he's a damn bearded dragon. He'll live. I mean, and if he doesn't, he doesn't. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to actively hurt the bearded dragon. I'm just telling you. I'm hey, just, man. Just, hey, man. The boys are watching the show today. Just letting you know. Yeah, I know. But Careful who you're talking oh, to. Oh, they know better. They, they, they're not worried about it. They know the deal. Um no, I'm, the thing's well taken care of. I'm just, it's a bearded dragon, you know what I mean? It's like, Wi-Fi is more important. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just when I think he, 
This one, I think sometimes you don't want to say it. You do. You say what you mean. No, I'm an animal lover. It's all fine. Everything's good to go. That thing, they're boring. I tried to tell my kids when we got them that we didn't need them. Generally speaking, it's not good to own reptiles. I think that's just a kind of a standard thing for me. Yeah, I had a rough time with uh, my turtle in fourth grade. We had to give him away. Of course. Because my parents were cleaning out the tank more than I Incessantly, was. Incessantly, because it gets old. And They're uh, filthy. It was a giant turtle, too. It was, uh, yeah, it was a problem. So I... Uh, Very smelly. I was correct in my suspicion, by the way. Can I go back to this? Uh, where the, the kid that chose Miami, the quarterback, he's not getting $9 million. He's not getting $8 million. I think I'm seeing as low as $3 million now. The next thing you're going to hear is it's 50 bucks. 50 bucks he got to go to Miami. I am curious to see because they've been the one to flaunt these situations uh, time and again already. <laughs> already. It's, it's like every time a kid goes there, they're like, hey, we signed him to a multi-year deal. We did this, this, and this, and we spoke to him long before the university ever made contact. Come get us. Because they know that there's an outgoing president for the NCAA that can't do anything, and the court's already told the NCAA you lose. So there's nothing they can do. This gets me back home. This brings me back to Florida State. Let's go. Let's go. Collective. Let's just start openly, unabashedly cheating our ass off by the letter of the law because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Ain't nobody coming. They do that. I, I, did you see this weekend? So there was a, a video, a short video clip of John Cooper on the bench for the Lightning doing this, talking about a deflection yeah. coming out of the zone. Yeah. So I didn't at them. I said, this is me looking at Rising Spear this fall, and Cooper's doing this. Right. And they retweeted it. Good job. An interesting move. No, well, it's a very aggressive move. Come on, man. Who are we kidding? Until there is some sort of kibosh put on all this, at some point there will be some sort of regulatory action, one would think. Uh, until that happens, let's go. <laughs> let's go. I, I, I get excited, but not as excited as others do when we sign, you know, a three-star linebacker. Good, good, great, great. He could be five. Could be a five-star linebacker. A little bit more cash. A little bit more cash, and maybe that guy's, maybe that guy's a five-star linebacker that you're signing. Just saying. Something to think about. Look, man, you can rest your head on the pillow of a three-star hotel. <laughs> but why would you want to do that when, when you there's can stay? There's a five-star hotel right and here, and there's a room available. Yeah. Uh, Look at that thread count. Right. Right, and you reach a certain age in life where thread count means something to you, and so I think <laughs> I think I'm at that age. I'd like I'd like the thread count to be a little higher. Every time I read about one of these guys, I want to go, ooh, fancy. That's what we should be saying when yeah. we sign recruits. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> That's the new. We win. We did it. Ooh, fancy. You nailed that three times. It's got staying power. It's the rule of three. Yeah, so that what you have to do now is just go ahead and pull that sounder. It. Yep. Pull that sounder, and let's be ready to go. Because Well, let's be honest. You're looking at me. Who's going to actually pull it? I see him. He's right He's over director here. Matthew there pull that director. sucker. Let's go. That's right. Uh, pull the video version. Yeah. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> well, we have to. I want to be able to say that every time. I want to be able to look at that name and go, well, look at there. Because, to be honest with you, when you see, like, DeMarco Ward, three-star linebacker, you go, hmm, there's no woo, fancy to it. There's just you going, hmm, 
Mm. All right. Yeah, Larry David. Okay. 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 No, I, 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 that wasn't meant. Like DeMarco Ward, I don't know. He could be the next Marvin Jones. Who knows? I'm not trying to say anything disparaging about right. him. It's about the brand, and it's about pushing that brand and success. Yeah. That's what you're – got to brag even when there is no room to brag. That's what you want us to do because that's what Miami's doing. They're bragging when there is no room to brag. What I'm saying is that when we get commitments like the one we got from that young man from Duluth, Georgia, DeMarco Ward, I wish him nothing but the best. Hope like hell he's going to do great things for us. But, Tom, can we be a little bit honest here? I'm tired of seeing us win the recruiting battle over Arkansas State, Coastal Carolina, Duke, East Carolina, Eastern Michigan, Georgia, Southern Georgia State, Jacksonville State, James Madison. Well, you got to do something about it. You got to bring that fancy camera money to the party. I'm tired of seeing, oh, look at that. We beat out Western Kentucky, Troy, and South Florida. Hmm. We did, did we? Great. Yes, we did. Yeah. You're damn right we did. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're winning recruits that were recruited in a similar vein as me. That is not what we do. I couldn't have played here. I wasn't good enough. Just saying. We, we <laughs> Right, but, but you know what? If you were recruited here, you know what you'd say? Yes. Ooh, fancy. Ooh, fancy. No, instead, that's what I said every time I looked at Tommy Carter and William Floyd's recruiting letters, and they were letters, and I would read them, and I'd sit in the locker next to them and read those. And be like, that's awesome, man. Look at the stationery it's on. It says Notre Dame. It says Florida State. It says, yeah, it was really cool. So did you get, like, the yellow Steno pad, the recycled paper? What'd you get? Uh, no. <laughs> what, what letters did I get? Yeah. Did you actually get letters, yeah. or was it yeah, like, yeah, a, hey, yeah, 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 if letters. you want to come here this Saturday, we're wanna... open house, no, fly yourself up. It wasn't like a hand little post-it note. It was a letter. It was an official offer. It was nice things like that, but they were to places like Western Carolina and, and Eastern Carolina. And... <laughs> For a good time, call Coach O'Shaughnessy Saturday, William & Mary. Be there. Going to be in St. Pete this weekend, Jeff. This is Coach O'Shaughnessy. I'm going to be at Ferg's. You want to have a beer together? We can talk about your special teams role here at Troy? <laughs> oh, man. No, no. I, they, that was awesome because, and I tell the story all the time, Coach Stevens was my high school coach, and he would hold out the letters. When they'd come in, he'd yell out your name if you got a letter, you know? And so you'd go, after practice, you'd come into the locker room, and you know, everybody would wait. You knew the time of year, right? And they'd yell out, you know, so-and-so, and hammer in, and whatever else, you know? And then, and so... Obviously, for William Floyd and Tommy Carter and Darian Allen, and I played with a lot of really good players. And at the time, you knew you were playing with good players, but you didn't know you were playing with guys that were like that kind of good. Meekless. <laughs> yes. Uh, they, he would hold up stacks. He would hold up stacks. Like he could barely contain them. He's holding up all the letters. Come get your letters. And then I'll be like, Cameron, there you go. Got one there from Memphis. There you go. All right. Thanks, coach. And it was exciting, but. But not quite the same as your boy sitting next to you with a Notre Dame letter, USC letter, yeah. Georgia, Florida, Alabama, you know, you name it. I'm like, oh, that's different. I told you I got recruited by Memphis illegally for 10 seconds on the practice green of districts. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding. Oh, the low-down dirty world of high school <laughs> golf recruiting <laughs> to Memphis. Yeah. I'm on the putting green, and like I'm, I'm the man who's riding the pine for this thing. You didn't uh, want any part of me. And uh, this guy walks up. He's like, "Hey, that's a good putting stroke." Yeah, you know, like, "Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, whatever. Get yeah, out of the way. I'm. Yeah. You know, I might. Somebody might be sick. I might be playing today. That's what I'm thinking in my head. 
And he goes, well, if you're ever interested in the future playing golf at the next level, and he hands me a divot tool with a Memphis Tiger coin on it. I'm like, okay. And he walks away. Oh, yeah. I would have been like, oh, that's just fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I kept it for a long Ooh, time. Fancy. Yeah. <laughs> be a big deal. You should have kept it. That's you, pretty you see cool. see what the director did with it? Yeah, I like it. I love it. We're going to use it from here on out. All right, I'll gather myself. I got something more to say. Jeff Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply I graduated high school I a trailer. chef cameron show and it's Good Wednesday, man. Good Wednesday. The road. Yeah. So I'm. This is this this conversation very quickly is going to be devoid of our differing opinions on live and more about the PR firm and why people need to stop being stupid. It's just not hard. Listen to me. Stop it, fellas. And and that includes most notably Brooks Kepka, who sounded like a freaking idiot yesterday again. Stop doing this. Everybody knows the reason you went to live. You don't want to work hard. You don't want to compete against the best in the world. And you want the 200 million, the 100 million, the 50 million, the 20 million, whatever it is. That's it. That's all. That is the only reason you're going. Stop telling anybody that you're promoting the game of golf. You're not. That's dumb. Secondly, stop saying you're growing the game. No, you're not growing the game. It's not even on a TV. Stop it. You're not growing the game of golf. And then stop telling people things that you think will allow for you to deflect from the moment instead of answering the question honestly. Abraham Answer told the press yesterday when asked about why he left the PGA Tour and joined Liv, as opposed to for the money, he said, I wanted to spend more time with my family. He's neither married nor does he have kids. Get the hell off my dais. Get out of here with that nonsense. Shut up. You sound ridiculous. Every day, are, do they not have somebody? They've got $2 billion to spend on sports washing. How do you not pull somebody aside and say, now listen, you're going to get asked some hard questions. Let's have some answers that make sense. Problem is it's hard to afford a good PR person when you spend a billion dollars on beheading devices. Well, perhaps. But I would think, but I would think that you could at some point just say, hey, look, guys. No secret here, many of our players are getting beat up a little bit here in the press. They're going to ask you why you left the foremost preeminent tour with real cachet in history and came to our makeshift operation here. Now, we know, and I know, that the answer is for money. Got it. If you don't feel comfortable saying that, which, by the way, you could, but if you don't feel comfortable saying that, say something other than this nonsense. Right. Well, to which the, the officials would say, you think that's beat up? Come with me to a bazaar one day. <laughs> I'll show you what beat-up's about. Oh, man. 
Got a little handsy with the fruit, did you? I mean, it's mm. just, it's bizarre. I mean, that to watch, and then he said, like, Patrick Cantlay last week. Get the hell out of here with this answer. He's asked, now Patrick Cantlay, I don't know if he's going or not. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. But Patrick Cantlay is asked about it, and he seemed stunned that he was asked about Liv. Like, where did this come from? What is this live of which you speak? I can't fathom why that question would be asked of me at this time. I mean, he, I, I'll go find the direct answer. It's it's one of those moments. It's like when you read a transcript of something Trump says. You're like, this, that's not the, you're not even speaking English. So, like, if you look at his answer, non sequitur followed by non sequitur followed by non sequitur followed by no direct answer, no even partially close answer to the question it's just well there's no i have the handlers and things and you know golf i'm trying and it's you know right now here in time and this is uh so no i don't know mm. oh okay so patrick the 13th is a drivable par four are you going to be laying up or going for it <laughs> To listen Forgive me, I need more time. To, uh, I'm just so stunned. To listen to it was stunning. Was stunning. It's just gibberish. No, I mean, just meandering about. What stuns me isn't the stupidity within the answer. It, it, in any walk of life, there are smart people, dumb people, and everybody in between. A whole lot of average. Got it. So, if you take a large sampling of PGA Tour players... It would figure you're going to get some very thoughtful answers, interesting, insightful answers. You're going to get some incredibly stupid, vapid answers that make little to no sense. And a whole lot of somewhere in between. Like, uh, it was kind of a little lukewarm there, but okay. But man, don't, don't walk into a press conference at the time where this is the biggest story in your game. And not expect the question. Like, wouldn't you take the time? I would. Well, he expected the question. He just thought that he would be wise somehow <laughs> by acting incredulous that he was asked it in the first place. He's like, that's the ticket. That's how I'm going to roll. Watch how I take over the room here with this answer. Oh, what do you mean? That's going to play. No, it's not, Patrick. No. no, watch this. All right, let me go out there. So you think it was arrogance? Absolutely. This I is all know. arrogance. This is all arrogance. No, I think I, what I would say is, though, I mean, okay, look. You've had enough time. If you're if you're a player now considering it, you've watched because an event's already occurred. We're on to Portland. There's another event. You've you've had ample opportunity to watch the way that guys have been questioned. Yeah, and you've seen the kinds of answers that Pat Perez was asked directly whether or not he had a problem taking money from the Saudis for the obvious reasons. Pat Perez said no. Well, there you go. Right. That is the, the answer. Yeah, that is you it. Know, yeah. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Guys, I am of Vegas. I don't know if you looked at my sponsorships. I, I'm of Vegas. And if you know where Vegas gets funded largely, then, you know. What I, yeah, think about it. Right. That answer couldn't be any better. Yeah. No. Now, he went on to expound to give him credit. He said, I've been on the road for 19 years. I missed my son's birth. I've had to do this. this, this. I want to play less golf and make more money. That's basically he just said that. I went, yeah. Okay, 
I disagree with you, but that's fine. There's no follow-up. You gave me the answer. Right. That's the answer to the question. What am I going to do? Get into an argument with you? You answered the question pretty directly, succinctly, thoroughly. We're done here. It doesn't matter what I think. I'm just asking the question. You gave me the answer. We're moving right. on here. When you stutter F your way through the answer and it makes no sense. Yeah, that's, again, that's arrogance. It's arrogant. I mean, like, look at Brooks's answer in oh, the his, U.S. Open. No, I'm talking about the U.S. Open. Which is insane. That answer, look, oh, my God. If you deliver it the right way, you're, you're detracting from the U.S. Open. If you deliver it the right way, that could play. It could oh. work. It could. But what the problem, the way he delivered it, and then the way he got uh, frazzled well, he when could, there was a follow-up question, we're talking hurt. about something that happened last week. When has there ever been another option? Well, that's the event that happened last like, So that, to me, is evidence of a close circle of confidants and advisors being an echo chamber and not being somebody who's strong enough to stand up to the and, person and that they're representing or helping and saying, you sound like an effing idiot. So that's this is mean. not what we're going to say. But that's uh, what I'm telling you is it's arrogance. Well, if you're going to surround people who are only yes people to you, bros correct. on a group chat, they're like, oh, that's a good one, bro. This is what you're going to get. Yeah, I get ego plays into that. And he thinks he always thinks he's the smartest guy in the room and he seldom is. So that that is a problem. You do need somebody who is aware of that, that allows him to think it all he wants, because that's the confidence that he needs, I suppose. But at some point when the rubber meets the road, you do have to pull that person aside and say, OK, look, man. I let you play this game all the time with these other dumbasses. But you and I know you're dumb. Now, here's the deal. You're going to get asked real questions, hard questions, by people that are a hell of a lot smarter than you. And if you give that answer, you're done. You're going to look like a moron, which we both know you are. So now listen and lay it out. It's right. just it's such an easy way to avoid that, to deflect from that with a, with a straight answer that does not allow for a follow-up. Yeah. Yes, and there's you could have well, ten no, answers prepared. Correct. That could not be followed up upon. Correct. And and nobody chooses one of them. But none of them do. Except that, Paparez. Except for, yeah. Apparently Paparez. Yeah. That's the part I don't get. What are we doing, guys? What are we doing? It's just this the Jeff Cameron Show PR firm is flustered by the amount of times we witness this happen right. day in and day out like now, avoiding the overriding argument which you and i have had back and forth all the time i don't know if we have enough hours in the day to 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 attack each nuance of this but i would say that that part is simple and we both agree on that 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 part is very simple well, that, how they don't get that right is crazy what's interesting to me is yeah it I wonder if these guys are even smart enough to have taken my side on the argument or my points that I would make for if you're going to go down the live path. Like, does it even, does it even, do they even consider that that might be a reason to say, yeah, sure, why not? That a lot of the same dollars that we're questioning that the players take go elsewhere. I'm not, I'm not going to make that argument, but all of them, save for maybe a couple, when they appear on the dais, look guilty. Look guilty. Well, they, they, they know there's some things they know to be true, and it's not even the blood money argument. They know that this is doing, at, at, the current, at the present time, major damage to the PGA Tour. They also know that they've lied repeatedly on the road to eventually changing their mind. So there's the guilt from the lies that they repeatedly told. There is the feeling that they all must feel, well, I don't know about all, but many must feel, having publicly stated one thing and then betrayed the members of the PGA Tour whom you lied to repeatedly right. over and over again. So there's, now, immediate, I, there's immediate guilt that stems from all yes. of the lies you've told prior to flipping. I wouldn't give 
a rat's you know what about Lana J. Monahan, but to my fellow players, right? If if you give a damn about them at all, this then you've taken the wrong path. You know, you could at least try and say something like, "I didn't, I couldn't believe they came up to this price. I had a price. What are you? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a human well, being. I, I, I had a price, and this is it. If you and are, whether I'm getting ten million from FedEx, uh, the championship of the playoff, right. or 150 million paid up front, you know. It's, I got to take the 150. It's as simple as this. If, if you're somebody whose career is clearly on, you know, the the latter stages of its existence, right? You you're not going to be winning any PGA Tour <clears throat> tournaments anytime soon. Say you're Lee Westwood, okay? And you just want a golden parachute out of here. You're not playing a lot of golf these days. When you do play, you're not playing very well. You're missing cuts. You're having to travel all over Hell's Half Acres just to miss those cuts. And they offer you an ungodly sum for whatever reason. Uh, and you say, oh, okay, I, I don't know. Maybe I got to do this because I'm not going to win anything anytime soon. My dream of winning these majors is long gone. Okay, you know what? I'm going to do it. Then you should sit up there. That when, when you've made that decision, it'd be so easy, instead of doing what they did, to go up to the people you do care about. I'm sure you're going to have – everybody's got friends on the tour. For the most part, Bryson DeChambeau didn't, but um, but but most people do. So you would eventually you would you would probably pull those guys aside and say, "I I think I got to do this. I'm sorry, man. I got to do this. I'm doing it because it's right." You would go to the people you care about that's and right. let them know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not what any. That I think that that might have been what Dustin did with JT because JT, when he was listing some of the things, said, "I'm not going to think any. You know, I'm disappointed, but I'm not not going to interact with Dustin." Yeah, he might have pulled him aside and said, "He uh, might have." Yeah, it's interesting with Dustin. It's just a strange decision when you look at the annual income that he was making it's, and the successes. It is strange. He's won each of the last 24 years on tour. I mean, it's, it's, it's bizarre. Most of the guys have not been successful in competing with the best players in the world. They know that they're hard-pressed. That's to, changing, though. The names that are being added to the roster, I think, in the near future is going to change that idea. Some of, some of it, yeah. I mean, Answer didn't appear to be on the verge of winning any majors. Uh, DeChambeau, I think that thumb injury is devastating to his career, and we're seeing that. Also, he was a pariah on the tour, so he was just like, well, screw it. I get that, but to say that this is a completely punchless tour at Live Golf, I don't think that's true either. You've got guys who could win majors right now that are on that tour. Well, Dustin is certainly one of them. Yeah. Um, Patrick Reed, mm. I don't think so. Uh, Would it shock you if uh, Sergio was on the first page of the leaderboard at, at the Open at St. Andrews this year? Well, no. no in the Open, is interesting. Poulter, because, no. It would, I mean, oh, no, no, he but, shows but, up I mean, out of nowhere. Know, yeah, but he's not going to win. I mean, Ian no, Poulter. but, I mean, look, capability is, is part of the discussion here. You're looking for somebody who's capable to go toe-to-toe, not necessarily somebody who's going to be a six-time major winner over the next, you know, ten years. No, but I'm, I'm pointing to a trend of player that looks to have little to no chance to ever actually secure one of there those There are plenty majors. of those. Yeah. That, that's the 99 percent of them. there are more of those well yes but there are more of those on the pga tour than the live tour and if you're going by because percentage, you have more players yeah yeah, yeah 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 but i i would say that you know again you're talking about the if you're trying to well they're trying to make that viable first of all they got to play 72 holes if they're going to make that viable secondly you got to get do away with the stupid shotgun starts and all that nonsense and do away with oh you know, we'll, they might next year i think what this year is is a parade and then next year they're trying to cuz yeah. i think they're expanding to 14 events next year they're trying yeah they're trying yeah, yeah. so it, it'll be it'll be fascinating just my i guess i'm still not watching it for the record well, you it's can't just, it's hard yeah. fine good luck <laughs> good luck for finding it. that's the part of the problem with brooks's answer well you know we're growing the game it's on tv isn't it he actually said that out loud 
No, it's not, Brooks. It's not on That's TV. That's what I'm saying. He, Dumbass. He doesn't have a circle that says, hey, let's prepare for this. Or if they do, he's like, I got it. And you're like, no, you don't, you man. <laughs> you don't got it. You haven't had it in some time. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. My buddy just went and saw them in uh, California with his daughter, and it was her first concert. I was like, that's well done. Good first show. Spoon is a really good first show. That's what I said. Yeah, no, I'm agreeing with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. What a cool, like, you know, most of us, our first show is we're really young and we see something absurd. Like, I think I saw, golly, the first concert I ever went to. Hmm, that's a fun subject. I think it was the Stray Cats and the Go-Go's played together. Oh, there you go. All right. I think that's right. Weezer. I think I was 11, something like that. I didn't go till I was in high school to a, a proper concert. Like, you know, more than just live music at your local whatever festival. But it was Weezer in 2001 that I saw. I got lucky, man. I saw U2 in 1984. Woo! Ooh. I was 13 in the Sundome. 87, I saw them in Tampa Stadium. That they so. play the Sundome is... It speaks to how much they climbed you think? after yeah, that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Sundo. three years later, they were playing uh, Tampa yeah. Stadium. So, yep. yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I also, my brother took me to the Bayfront Center many moons ago, and I was a kid, and saw. I, I told this story. I saw Rush on the Moving Pictures tour, and uh, there was, it was just a weed cloud that you could barely see through, and I didn't know what, I was, I was a kid. I really didn't know what any of that was, and I was like, what is going on with all the smoke? And my brother was laughing. Guys all I'm around. I'm sure he was. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Everybody was like, look at Neil Peart. But, yeah, we were all just looking around like it was unbelievable. And uh, and I just kept going, what is, what is going on? Why would, what's with the incense? All this incense. My brother's like, that's not incense. I was in awe. You know what's funny is the incense for a Catholic mass is uh, is what separates it along with other things. And it becomes, no pun intended here at all, just lucky, a high mass. That's that's what it's called. That's so what if you called. got the incense going around, the extra flowy garbs, they mm. call it a high mass. We're really doing it. Yeah. Been getting after it there with the extra incense. Uh, so I will tell you, by week's end, and I put myself on the, uh, on the not the hot seat, but I, I mean, uh, our ass is in the jackpot now. No, I got to do uh-huh. a college sports book this week. I want to do one, um, and, I, and I've seen some numbers. The numbers, again, are starting to trickle out. It's almost July. Got to get these bets in, buddy. Got to get them in. I am more and more intrigued every day by the Utah-Florida game. And by the way, don't you love the negativity swirling around Florida right now? What a tough week for Billy Napier. So I didn't get that you put an open letter out to the people? I don't understand what that all well, is. Well, hey, it's a good situation when you lose out on some guys and then you can just say, this collective is not getting it done. Coaches can... <laughs> <laughs> is that what he's saying? Uh, kind of, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, a little pissed at the, at the collective, Tom. A little pissed at the collective. Now, that's never going to work. Recruiting's recruiting. Whether it was the previous mode of recruiting or not, you have to get players. And nobody wants to hear why you didn't. That's interesting, Norvell's too. Norvell's going through that right now. Look, I understand in the state of Florida that an NIL collective is completely separate from the university. But I wonder, if you did a little bit of digging, would there be any crossover? I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not at all. But would there be any crossover between high-level boosters and an NIL collective for the university? 
If there isn't, then he's right to, you know yeah, what, yeah, he can rip right. collect it. There's nobody that, that shares a, a group text or anything like that. Otherwise, that might not be a really smart idea to piss off the money people. No. As your first act. What a cool moment. I'll give it to him for now because I've spent so much time making fun of him. But a couple days removed, just think about how excited, again, the fine folks of Texas are for Arch Manning's commitment and that verbal pledge we got this week and how excited he was. And you now you have the... Uh, you have the expectations once again for Texas to fly through and over. Uh, anything previous, I mean, you got to go back a ways, but obviously picking Texas over Georgia and Alabama, fine, good. Take it on down the road to Texas, Arch. That's good. That's fine. Yeah, it's an SEC pick for them. Right? By the time he plays, they're going to be in the SEC. Yeah, and I and I and I thought about that, and I thought about um, you know the high expectations. Yet again for that uh, program and how many times those fans have been let down. But, man, Sarkeesian's doing some things in recruiting right now. So. Well, yeah, he's got the number one quarterback in the previous cycle, too. So it's uh, Quinn Ewers or Ewers. I don't know how to pronounce Let's get it. get it on. But, yeah, you've got yourself two high-level, not necessarily in, in all re- recruiting rankings, number one quarterbacks, though, number one in, in some rankings in back-to-back cycles. Yeah, I mean, that that will set and ratchet up expectations in a huge way. It all starts with that position. So they put their money in the smart spot for the right position that will change things for a program. We'll see what happens. Sarkeesian has talked about how when he was at Southern Cal uh, as an assistant, you know, getting Matt Leinert. We're getting old, by the way, Tom, because I can remember when that happened. You can, too. I know you remember Matt Leinert's career, sure. but do you remember Matt Leinert, the recruit? Do you remember, like, no, the, the big deal the it was? No, the, I, I the don't first mean recruit in, yeah. I ever heard of, uh, because my buddies were into War Chant and uh, Blue Gold Illustrated, because uh, my other buddy was a Notre Dame. Oh, fan. I was going to say, what the hell? Um, and uh, it was Julio Jones was the first player oh, I ever heard of. Yeah. I was like, oh, we got to get Julio Jones to Tallahassee. And little did I know it would be the great Julio Jones, and he would not choose Tallahassee. It uh, came close. Came close. We couldn't win the money battle there, and I remember Jimbo and I having a conversation about that. And oh, uh, really? Mm-hmm. A straight cash, homie, huh? Well, I don't, I don't you know, I'm get, not getting into those kinds of details, but I, I just remember. Oh, Jimbo opened the door. First of all, he doesn't lie and doesn't cheat. <laughs> Secondly, he said to Feinbaum, <laughs> since he doesn't lie and he doesn't cheat, they had NIL deals before NIL. They just weren't, weren't called NIL deals. Right. Well, I don't, he wasn't necessarily saying that, you know, we lost out on the battle uh, because of money, but it is awfully difficult to out recruit Alabama for a player there. Of that stature. They were not going to be out-recruited, Tom. Okay. All right. They were not going to be out-recruited. We weren't quite in the game at that time. That's we despicable. We weren't We weren't there at that time. I I wanted to go back to something Ira and I argued about yesterday on some of the headlines because a few people asked me about it on Twitter and via email and the such. Uh, I said that we were a ways away. What was it I said yesterday? Five to six years minimum away from competing for a college football oh, I playoff forgot. spot? Y'all were yelling at each other for like a full minute. I was like, oh, man, this is getting testy. Well, he, th- he he took issue with my five to six years away, and, and he said whatever he said, two to three or three to four. I'm like, we're basically – I asked Matthews, like, is this what happens every week on headlines? My God. My follow-up to Ira should have been, because he was bringing up recruiting and Jimbo got – quote-unquote lucky to get Jameis uh, and, and how it changed things. Yeah, well, he got a lot of other players too, man. He, in fact, had the number one, the number two, and number four recruiting classes in succession. 
one, two, and four. Oh yeah, that's my argument. You know, he would have no, been but, on the precipice without Jameis because that well, first we were staff, on the precipice without Jameis. 1.0, 1.0 staff was cold blooded. No, man. but my point was one, two, and four almost ensured that you were going to have better players than everybody yeah, else. Well. Now Jameis, of course, changed the game. But this particular group is not on the cusp of the number one, two, and four recruiting classes. It's not about to happen here. That's not. We're not close. So. That's what it's going to take to become viable for the college football playoff in the very near future. Now, your your counter could be what? Oh, after this year, you'll see they're going to have a top five recruiting class. Perhaps. Let's hope. Yeah, my counter would be it's more likely that the college football playoff will announce expansion before well, we have a top right, five right, class. Right, and if right. that happens. My argument is for a four is the four-team playoff. I'm yeah, not saying. Right. That, yeah, if they expend a 12, yeah, we could get there. Jimbo could have won it all in his third year if it wasn't for Spinny Whippity Doo at NC State. Well, that was also the way that was called. Jimbo decided to put the reins on all the calls well, in that game because he fancied himself Alabama and wanted to run the ball down their throat, and we couldn't because we're not. Even with those problems, you're in a position where it's a one read or throw away situation. Oh, for no, listen, EJ no, you're not going to get. You're I mean, putting me in the position to defend EJ, who I screamed about eternally uh, with all that whippity. It brings me joy to put you in that uh, position. No, 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 sir. <laughs> no, no. That in, I was enraged for a very long time. Very frustrating. You win one of those games, either NC State or Florida. Well, the Florida game probably more importantly. And you're playing Notre Dame for the national title in 12. My man T-Spark responded to my criticisms of uh, Hauser, by the way. Uh, they fixed the roof with the leakage up there, and that was him. He mm. sent out a picture of it. Oh, T-Spark, Travis, baby, we know you do good work. I'm not... I know that the uh, the roof at Hauser was fixed by T-Spark Enterprises Roofing and Construction, and they do great work for all that they service, of course, including It's just that they're going to have to do a lot of work. There's That's a, a big contract. To do. That's yeah. a big contract. A lot more work to do, by the way, and it's all I'm saying. Let's let's get to work. Let's get some, some other stuff done there. Maybe he could – I don't know what the stuff is called that allows you to fix the puddles down beneath that aren't caused by that roof there, but rather other leakages. Leakages? Is that a word? Uh, you just need to drill holes in the floor, so you know, some send other, it somewhere else. Got us some other leakages around here. Check out these leakages, Terry. Oh, my goodness. Leak? What? Look at them. Leakages. I haven't seen leakages like this since <laughs> I was at Notre Dame. Well, no, I was going to go somewhere clean. Oh, I thought you were going to go somewhere Notre Dame around. Stadium when I was in South Bend for my first five years. Now, we didn't get many people to come to our games, but, man, had they, they would have seen leakages the likes of which you've never seen before. It's oh, unbelievable. The football stadium. Yeah. You know, the dump. The dump, the, like the city. Yeah. Yes. We'll come back, give you those probables, and ride on Big River. Rays Brewers tied at three. They're in the seventh, if you would. Tom, let's queue it up and get to the rest of these guys. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probably. That intro was dying to get in there, wasn't it? It was antsy. Like Mikolas. It's Eric Lauer today and Jalen Beeks. Pirates, Nats. That game is 4 3, Buckos. In the fifth, we'll find a way to choke it away. Mitch Keller, Payao Espino. I believe uh, his nickname is not just screwing Mitch Keller. There it is. He's actually been better as of late. Still not what he was cracked up to be. A's, Yanks, Cole Urban, Jamison Tyon, who's really good. 
I can't begrudge him. He overcame cancer, but I want to. Astros match Justin Verlander, Tawan Walker, your boy. That's the matchup you're going to get. Oh, I guess they pushed him up. Great. All right. Rangers Royals, Dane Dunning, Zach Greinke. Padres D-backs, Mike Clevenger and Madison Bumgarner. Tigers Giants, Ronnie Garcia, Alex Wood. Orioles Mariners, Austin Voth, Chris Flexen. Hey, you know, you don't hear a lot of people say, go ask Ronnie. Ronnie knows. You don't hear a lot of Ronnie anymore, do you? No, wasn't that in a catchy 80s song? Wasn't Ronnie a name of somebody? I don't think so. No. Ronald Reagan was Ronnie. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. Uh, Braves, Phillies, Kyle Wright, Ranger Suarez. Red Sox, Blue Jays, Nick Pavetta, Alec Manoa. But Ronnie would know things, is what I'm saying. You know, like, why is this pipe still leaking? I That's Ronnie. Twins, Guardians, Dylan Bundy, Cal Quantrill. Marlins, Cardinals, Sandy Alcantara, Andre Ponte. Reds, Cubs, Hunter Green, Justin Steele. That's like two superheroes. Hunter and Steele. Be a name of a bad sitcom. Yes, it would. Starring, Starring who? Yeah. Oh, well. You see a lot of names for that, but Hunter and Steel could be funny, too. Uh, Jeff Foxworthy and Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> Dodgers, Rockies, Julio Urias, and Herman Marquez. White Sox, Angels, Michael Michael Kopech, and Shohei Atani. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. I can't wait. We're getting close. Soon we'll have wagers again. I don't. Right now, it's that sort of uh, baseball's changed so much that you can't bet on it the way that you used to. You can, but it's it's not as easy uh, because starters don't stay in games, and managers will start. Obviously, you get these guys that you know they'll start a reliever for an inning, bringing in somebody. You know, it's it's hard to make bets when that's the case, man. It's hard to know what to do there. You can't just take. The, you know, comfort in the overwhelming knowledge for the most part that the Pirates are easy to bet against. But, for example, if you did today, you took Washington minus 140 on the money line to win, well, you're losing 4-3 to three right now. Buckos were plus 152. So I believe sports app gambling is legal in the state of New York, which is going to be mm, fun. Time to get it on, right? Yes. Do you think they take minor league bets? Because I'll be going to a Brooklyn Cyclones game on Saturday. You just want to juice fight? Yeah. They're playing the Jersey Shaw, uh, Shore Blue Claws. Hmm. By the way, Patrick Rogers at 35-1 to 1 for an outright top 20 is a good pick today. If you're looking for a little something-something, uh, I like that. I don't mind uh, some outrageous odds for some guys that have a chance to win that tournament. JT Poston is playing well right now at 55-1. to 1 Might be a guy to look at. So our friend Rob from Metro Deli nailed it. It's take me home tonight, Eddie Money, just like Ronnie said. There it is. Yes, thank there you. It That's is. exactly what I was yeah. thinking about. Thank you, Rob. Okay, I apologize. Yeah, no, but I thought I thought you were talking about just like Ron. No, no, it's a great song. It's, it's "Take Me Home Tonight." It's one of my favorites. I remember, uh, you know, Matt Moir and I did this bit for years and years and years. Those are seconds left in the show. That's me saying goodbye. Good work, fellas. Be good, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow.